What's up, everybody? Happy 2021. Welcome to episode 25 of Horror Dats. Jamie, welcome to the new year, man. Man, we made it. New Year's Evil! Bum, bum, bum. We did it, man. Yeah. So this is the second you, year. You all did it. Yeah. You yeah. You all are the MVP. Uh, mm. Last year was We're tough, but we got we have a lot to be fortunate about, I think. Um, <clears throat> at least you and I do, Jamie. We, you know, we did this, man. This was, last year was our first year in, in doing this, and uh, we put out 24 episodes in one year, so we... Our goal was two per month, and we hit it, and it's fucking great, man. I had such a fun time, and I, I, I'm i just so proud of us. Yeah, I will say that coming into this, I remember uh, you were like, let's do like two a month, and I was like, are you sure you don't want to do one a week? <laughs> and uh, Two I, a month is plenty. <laughs> I'm glad that we did not choose my route, uh, but loving it, loving uh, all of you guys, and I love you. So let's do it. What's yeah. our episode today? All right, this is a fun one. So, in the essence of uh, people typically doing like dry January and sobering up, um, we're just going to get drunk as fuck. (laughs) We're going the opposite. So, we are going to talk about, we're going to do a a horror film, kind of like a bar crawl. So, we're going to take you from the east coast of the United States, and we're going to head west. Um, How far west? You'll find out. Keep goddamn driving. Yeah, and then you might need to get on the boat, too. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start on the or East Coast plane. and <laughs> yeah, we're by plane and, <laughs> and head West. And we're going to talk about our favorite bars that are depicted in horror films, where we would want to find ourselves hanging out, having a pint or maybe a different drink. Cause I actually selected what I, I'm going to drink at each of these yeah. places. I don't know if you um, did. I, I started to do that and then I kind of veered off. Well, you'll, um, you'll find it by the end of our discussion. Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, we love going to bars. I'm sure a lot of other people love going to bars and I, When's the last time you I were don't bar? go to bars anymore. Um, like actually went to drink, like I picked up food at, yeah, no, you know I, I mean, mean like, but like, yeah, I, I, I can I mean, tell you the last pre, time I had a beer out of a glass yeah. that yeah. wasn't in my house. It was, it was, it was pre pandemic. And, and I've had a shitload of beers this year yeah, this, or last year. Imagine how much money we've saved. Yeah. Well, um, but yeah, I, I'm sure that you guys uh, listening, a lot of you are in the same boat. Some of you may go to bars and just say fuck it, but with our families yeah. um, and our kids and school and all that bullshit, we just kind of uh, choose not to do that. So these are the bars we wish we could go to and the bars that if we were in the in a horror movie, I guess, this is where we would this go. This is where we would go. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the bars themselves. Uh, we'll talk a little <laughs> about, about the movies too, but... We're really going to focus on the atmosphere, so that'll be a fun aspect of this. But before we do that, we're going to do our standard stuff. We're going to talk family life and what we've been watching, what we've been buying. So do you want to start with what you've been watching, man? Yeah. So Christmas just ended. Did the Christmas shit. I'm not going to rehash. I'm sure everybody has um, podcasts that we listen to. They've all discussed that. For me, you know, like we've done the Krampus, Black Christmas. Like, we don't need to rehash all this shit. What's funny is we... You and I, actually, so really the only people that we see are basically each, each other, other and each yeah. other's families. And it's funny because it's like, oh, fuck, I broke the salt shaker. I got to run over to Jamie's and grab a spare. <laughs> and my wife's like, I know what you're doing. You're going to go drink three Bud Lights and watch a horror movie and go pick something up. So, um, yeah, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, first of all, welcome. 
But second of all, John and I are, John's my brother-in-law. I am married to his sister. And so we just, uh, we're essentially brothers and best friends. And we're just always looking for an excuse to hang out. That's why we do this podcast. So here we are. So a couple weeks ago, though, I came over with Finley, my oldest, and we spent like the entire day there almost, and <laughs> we hung out. And I mean, it, you came over at like eleven thirty, and you spent the night. It was when uh, it was a Saturday football day. Yes, and, and I made a joke because yeah. I came over at eleven thirty. I was like, I'm not leaving. A.M. Yeah, until the Packers play tonight at eight o'clock. <laughs> and then um, my daughter wanted to sleep there, and we ended up staying there. So yeah, but through that endeavor, we watched Gremlins, we watched Krampus. Uh, we hit all the. Oh yeah, we had a good, yeah, uh, good day. We we hit all the appropriate like wintertime horror films. So I think that's probably what we've both been watching. Um, one I did want to note is I did watch New Year's Evil. You know, yesterday I always do that. On, yeah, I did Terror yep, Train on New Year's Eve. Oh, dude, Terror yeah. Train, a, yeah, yeah. another. Yeah, I actually skipped out on New Year's Evil because I was watching these movies with my wife, and she loves Terror Train as well. But she she's not in New Year's Evil as a lot of people are not. Yeah, dude, it takes a. Certain... I'm not sure that I'm into New Year's Evil. No, I, I actually, I actually do like the tradition of watching it. I like the tradition um, of watching it. The movie's like it's got some moments. It's like watching Blood Rage. Yeah. Oh, you disagree? I could tell you like yeah, Blood Rage I, more. I like Blood Rage yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but New Year's Evil, and then Windchill is another one I watch in the winter winter time a lot. Um, what about Pen- that Penny Dreadful? Is a good winter one. Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful of not the, the show, the movie. Yeah, the eight films to die for, <laughs> yeah. the, the original three that or eight that came out. Um, that was like the highlight of that I, and Dark Ride. I'd say that's in the top three. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Dark Ride, that one. Um, and then the third would, would be a flex. But yeah, we're, we're going to do an episode actually on those original eight films to die for. For sure. Because yep. those are... Th- that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I did watch last night after Terror Train and after the New Year, we put on 30 Days of Night. That's a great fucking winter movie it's a great way to get really Dude, bummed out it really is that's a oof it's a heavy one it, it I is like that, that, that movie. it's a i mean it's a great it's fun that uh, uh until it's the not lead vampire in that film yeah walking around that suit like those teeth that face like he, he he's a good a good very hateable bad guy that movie is something the isolation that you feel is fucking real in that yeah yeah for sure um, what have so you, you been buying? Oh, dude. So, first of all, with Christmas, uh, I typically freeze my spending uh, that's not for the kids and for the wife or whatever. Yep. Um, so, but I did get some cool shit. I got, uh, I'm wearing a beanie right now. This kind of goes with what you're wearing. Uh, this ghost face beanie that um, your stepmother. Yep. So, now my, like, mother-in-law actually got me. Um, she also got me like a mask with Michael Myers on it. I can't remember what it says offhand. Your, your stepmom's always getting us the horror shit. She knows she, what she we love. She bought me the same mask. She, when she, your, your stepmom's a, the typical mom who's always facilitating what we like. Yeah. Back when we were really like enables into it. beer, she was like, she got us like the book of beer <laughs> yeah. and, uh, beer glasses and shit like that. Yep. So, um, what else? Oh, you know what? I, I just, so of course all the sales are going on the new year's. Today is it's New Year's Day. I don't know if we've mentioned this. Yeah, today, no, no, it's uh, today, January second, right? What uh, day is no, today? God January damn! First, it's January first. This Christmas break has me all fucked up. I know. Yeah. All right, so it's January. It's January first. Um, I bought the. I went to Cavity Colors, of course, and got the 
I got the one. The one that I told you I was going to get and wear in front of you. The blue? The I Know What You Did Last you Summer. Fuck. The blue, yeah. I got the most summery shirt. So in the I've, most been eyeing this one up. I've been eyeing this shirt up for months. For months. And when I was with Jamie a few weeks ago, or no, I think this was a few, like two days ago, when you and I watched New York Ripper, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to get to that. That was going to be on the watching. Yeah. But when we watched New York Ripper, um, I said, all right, I think I'm going to pull the trigger. And I looked and I was like, fuck, they don't have any larges left. And he goes, they got any mediums? I was like, yeah, they got mediums. And he was like, perfect. I'll buy it and wear it in front of you. So, and I did. He did. Um, so I was going to mention that I got New York Ripper. I actually got 30 Days of Night for Christmas and the New York Ripper. So I've been wanting, you remember, um, back in like, I don't even know what episode it was, probably like around 10 or something. I said that I was really going through a grimy New York City kick. Um, and so I've been on the, it is that, and I've been on the hunt for the New York Ripper ever since that I've, I could not find it on Blu-ray. Um, I found it, I added it to my cart because it was right before Christmas and I was like, I'm not going to buy it. It's like a $35 Blu-ray. My wife will kill me if I buy this now. And she got it for me for Christmas. She yeah, was like, she I was saw texting in the cart. Me. She was like, Hey, should I get this? Should I get this? Should I get this? And New York Ripper was in the mix and the other Blu-rays were ones that I already had. So selfishly, I was like, no, you should get a New York Ripper. We haven't seen that yet. Neither of us had seen it. And, um, we can't say that anymore. Because we both watched it yeah. with my wife, and we both were very uncomfortable watching it in the setting of pretty much anyone, dude, including I, my wife. I have said anything that comes to my heart or mind to you before in my life, and I was uncomfortable watching that movie with you. <laughs> yeah. There it's, is just... That movie is something. Yeah. So we are going to do an episode, I think, on uh, on the Italian, Italian horror. Italian horror, yeah. Because we, we, we are yet, both so. tragically... Um, missing out on yeah, we're not like we watched some of the it. big ones. Yeah, yeah, but so I bought for you and for I. They have not arrived yet, but on that fateful day I referred to, where oh, yeah. we watched football and Gremlins and Krampus, I uh I bought us both a an alone in the dark coffee mug, and I'm pumped to get it. And I it can't be wait here this uh this week. So can't wait for that to come. So we're going to be drinking coffee from that next time we uh, do our podcast. I got a, a Nespresso machine. Oh, dude. For Christmas. You're going to be and I'm Nespresso just be like, your ass yeah. off in there. And my wife's going to be like, you have not washed that mug in like three weeks. I'm like, fuck off. But also uh, in discussion of sort of the holiday and what was swirling around, I told everyone this year, like, don't buy me anything. Yeah. My wife, my parents, everybody. I was like, just don't. Just don't like this was a tough year. I don't need anything. Don't worry about it. But my stepmom, who we were just referring to, she actually bought me a um, a Hitchcock book that uh, uh, Francois Truffaut, who obviously is French, um, did this like really deep dive into uh, interviewing Hitchcock and discussing his films. And she she bought this book for me. And as I was looking through it, I realized that I referenced this book in great detail in graduate school on a paper I wrote on Alfred Hitchcock and the idea of psychosomatics and I was having like these like really PTSD moments as I was flipping through on this like fucking 25 page paper I wrote and thinking of like oh my god like I referenced this book multiple times in this huh. uh this research paper I did in graduate school 
and uh, it was cool to get that. It's cool to read. Uh, it's a great, you know, a great synopsis, and it's a, it's a good book. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's hit family stuff. What what's yeah. been going on with your family, man? So I always talk about the kids. This time I'm going to actually talk about my wife a little bit. My wife and I have been playing the. Uh, I mentioned this to you. The hunt a killer. <laughs> yeah. You always come to my house and you're like, "What are these goddamn like killer boxes on your porch?" The, I've never mentioned the fact that I've seen them. I always see them and don't say anything about it. But yeah. it's like a black box that looks like a nine by twelve folder is in, but it's like a larger box that would contain that. And it has it, like a red bloody hand black print. with like blood stains. So yeah. please tell me what the fuck is this? What have you been doing with it? So my wife ordered this. It's one of those things where she was like, you know, we we are both. Uh, you and your wife are as well into the uh, true crime, just the genre in general. But we love yeah. the podcasts and uh, trying to figure out who killed who and um, to solve these fucking gruesome murders. So that's kind of what this is. It submerses you into a murder case where, like, I don't know if everyone is different or what, but ours is, you know, the main detective was having an issue um it was a cold case so the police department just kind of let it slide and they're like we need you as a private detective to use your sleuth skills to solve this murder um so that's what we've been doing and it's way more in depth than you would think you feel like you actually are going through case files and looking at autopsy reports and when my wife first got this i was very like disinterested like i don't know it's too much work oh yeah, I'd rather just listen to a podcast. And now Jamie has. But like then a, I was like, a, like yeah, a, a pocket book I, that you scr- scratch notes in. Yeah, my you murder board set up with like red string and. Oh fuck, that's really. Funny. My garage is now a uh, detective agency. For me, I've got a life change coming Sunday. Actually, so th- this year has been obvious. This past year has been very challenging for everybody. I have been. I love animals. Uh, but I've been resistant to getting a dog because my wife and kids have been pestering me about it. And finally I caved. So you're uh, getting a gremlin. We're getting a gremlin. We're getting a gizmo. <laughs> and he's fucking, he's going to roll in here. Hopefully it's not a stripe. Uh, but we're actually getting a puppy and he'll be here Sunday. And we've been arguing about the name. I wanted to name him Russell after Kurt Russell. Then I want to name him Kurt after Kurt Russell. Yeah. And then I wanted to name him Russ, but I lost on all three of those. So we landed on Bo, uh, spelled the French way, and that's not a horror relation, but I found one, which is Detective Bo Neville. You from... looked so hard. I had to look hard. Detective Bo Neville from Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is the uh, undercover <laughs> cop that's involved yeah. in that. Uh... And honestly, that's one of my favorite. Like, Oh, it's great. Speaking yeah. like as a horror dad. That's a quintessential right there. So mm-hmm. Scooby on Zombie Island, Detective Bo Neville will be here Sunday, and he will be the watchdog of the house. I so, love it. Yeah. That's exciting. So let's hit what we're wearing, and then roll into it, man. So, actually, you know what's funny is you, a couple episodes back, was wearing something non-horror related. It was like for politics, yep. and um, it was ad- admirable. You were helping a guy run for city council or something. I am not wearing a horror shirt today. I am actually doing something very selfish. Uh, Ohio State is playing. and um, They're actually playing right now. I wanted to wear my Ohio State shirt. 
So that's what I'm doing. But I am wearing my uh, Cavity Colors hoodie, as always. In your scream part, hat. Part of my skin. And then my new Ghostface hat. Yes, sir. Which uh, Cavity Colors hoodie is that? That's the Stay Evil, right? Stay Evil, yep. Evil Ed. I will tattoo favorites. that on my back. Dude. Full size at some point. Completely agree. Yeah. Going to start a motorcycle gang called the Evil Eds. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to be like this really uh, humorous... 80s actor that later got into pornography because that's actually what that oh man he really did it's yeah. sad <laughs> all right well i've got you. on my you you. uh my jack the lantern uh david slobodnik crew neck if the cavity colors hoodie is my favorite piece of clothing this is my second fucking favorite i've discussed this before how Dude. i don't wear an undershirt like really uh, really disgusting no, i will be I just buried won't. in this thing yeah put me in the ground in this I love it. I love that fucking shirt. That being said, should we bury ourselves in some cocktails and beers mm. throughout the United States and afar? Let's, uh, you know what, real quick, you probably don't <laughs> want to mention this. You're probably being humble and don't want to mention this, but you have a also another big life thing coming up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nightmare. Let's discuss it. Yeah. Um, so through 2020... Um, I took the time on a few episode recordings. My voice was pretty hoarse uh, because I actually worked with a very, very lifelong friend, uh, just the two of us to record a music, a music demo. And uh, we are going to be releasing it on January 7th, Thursday, January 7th. Uh, we put a single out today from it. So the project name is Night Mirror. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Night Mirror Music. It's... Um, you know, mixed between like, I guess, metal, uh, punk, hardcore, somewhere, uh, infused there, but I do the vocals on it and, um, one of the guitars and, uh, my good friend does the other guitars and he, he did all the mixing and, and everything. So it's, it's totally self-produced and it's, uh, just really embodies kind of the challenges of last year. So it was a really fun project and, and hopefully, uh, Hopefully you check it out and you like it, and if not, uh, that's fine too. So yeah, it sounds incredible. You guys are both incredible. Uh, I'm proud of you, all of you guys involved. Uh, I know this is one of those things you probably didn't want to mention because this is a horror podcast, but you know what? It's we our podcast, so fuck it. Yeah. yeah, we hit on music, and we we actually have some uh, additional musicians coming up that we're going to interview um, involved in the horror horror genre and certain respects, and some graphic designers too. So, but. For today, let's get fucking drunk. <laughs> let's get into it. Okay, so we are in Youngstown, Ohio. We are. We are loading in, up in, our fucking van, packing it up. It's just. It's just Jamie and I. Just we're, us. We're going to bring yeah. one travel backpack. We're going to put 15 horror t-shirts in there, two pairs of jeans, one toothbrush, a little bit of toothpaste. We're, we're, we're going out. The Our wives, are they encourage this trip. They realize we've had a hard year. Horror so, socks. I have my horror socks on. Just one pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to head out to the East Coast to start our journey.
So first, uh, we're gonna. So this is gonna be a, a bar crawl sort of mentality. So we're gonna go from uh, pub to pub. Now let me let me preface something. Jamie and I like crusty dive bars. Okay. Yeah, we really do. We honestly do. We we're not like. I don't want to say we're not old school dancing because, like, if I were at a wedding right oh now, my God. I would dance. My, You've never my seen ass off. somebody dance like fucking John at a wedding. I will. I and I love it. Like by himself. And, oh yeah. No. Oh, is there a random child around? Yeah. Give me your hands. Give me Let's your hands, dance. kid, because you're yeah. gonna learn to dance. So I love to dance at weddings, but like my element is not, and neither is Jamie's. A a club, a nightclub, like. We actually clam up and we become insular. Isolated. I, I will sprint yeah. the fuck out of a club. Get me out. So these are bars that we desire to go to. So we had some runners up like the uh, the bar from Dust Till Dawn, um, which is called the Titty oh, the, Twister. The Titty Twister. Yeah. You and I would not be caught dead in a place called the Titty Twister at this point in our lives. But such an iconic but, yes. uh, bar in a horror film, obviously. Also, the, um, the nightclub and Fright Night, like, yeah. it, it tore my soul out not to say, like, I want to tell people I would love to be there, but I wouldn't. I, I, I don't want to be there. there. Yeah. I just wouldn't. It's, not our, it's just not our scene. Halloween 4, the bar in Halloween 4, when they yeah. find it, like, you know, the bartender calls the sheriff's oh. department, he's like, wait <laughs> yeah. a second, nobody's answering. Fire him up, boys! It's equivalent and to And, like, everybody's the, uh... so quick to be like, all right, who are we killing? Uh, the Winchester, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. to be honest, this is a place that this one just kind of missed the cut. Um, and we actually have two movie, picks that great, yeah. may as well be this pick. It, exactly. Yeah. So it just kind of missed the mark. Um, we love when you guys kind of... We got some heat on Twitter for our retail locations for missing out on S-Mart, <laughs> for leaving S-Mart out. Yeah. Yeah, on our top, top ten. And uh, that's fine. I mean... The problem is when John and I make these lists, we're always like, "Oh God, we know we're gonna miss some." I get anxiety every time making these lists, just it's knowing like what, that what child do you not want to love? Yeah. yeah. And then you know, there's some that you just fucking forget about. I always go through like my Blu-rays, yeah. and, uh, but we try so hard not to get caught in that trap of discussing the same movies over and over. So yeah. All right, so we're gonna head to. That's me rub my hands. Mm, yeah, you're getting ready. The car's still cold. The van, you know. We're putt putting. Well, we don't have that auto start. Yeah, we're putt putting down Interstate 80. We're <laughs> okay. heading east, though. Okay? All right. Yep. So we are heading to upstate New York to a bar called the Silent Woman Tavern in a film from 1981 directed by J. Lee Thompson called Happy Birthday to Me. Someone's having a party for the top 10. The senior class snobs. Before they get to celebrate, six of them will die in the most bizarre ways you'll ever see. All right. So this this film starring Melissa Anderson, Glenn Ford, Lawrence, uh, Dane, and a bunch of others. So basic general premise of this. um, It's a classic Canadian... I, the actual location, I don't think, is upstate New York. I'm pretty sure all of it was filmed in Canada. Uh, so we're we're gonna cover like the location it's supposed to be within the universe of the film. Um, so this is like some hodgepodge like 
hoity-toity, I think it's Crawford University or something, or Crawford Academy yeah, or right. some shit. Uh, I couldn't find the actual location. No, there it was, was, this was a little s- ambiguous. Seems to be some, uh, yeah, disagreements. People say Phoenix, New York, and then some people say Quebec, Yeah, where most of it was filmed, as you said. So there's this, like, very posh, quote-unquote, top ten, right? So these top ten are... Yep, the elite the elite within this posh school and every single night they hang out at the silent woman tavern which is uh a a pub near crawford's campus and sorry we picked this place because we would hang out here every night as well i'm pretty sure this place existed in lincoln square in chicago where you and i used to live yeah it's a mix between like a german bar and a hole in the wall like kind of pub so it has that like Hofbrauhaus house sort of feel to it a little bit um and it's it's ma- mostly in my mind defined that way because of the patronage like the clientele in there and there's this very like, rowdy in there and this fucking like crew of these dudes wearing basically like peter pan hats like what are those guys some sort of like membership members only members club. only they're wearing the fucking stupid the, hats with called the, the pans and they're doing the uh, 100 bottles of beer on the wall. Yeah. It's very, like, beer fest-ish. Yeah. <laughs> but it's rowdy. Uh, there are locals in there. And you can tell it's this, like, sect of both locals inhabiting the place as well as this, like, p- annoying, like, little shit. Like, the characters in this movie, they're, like, little shits. Yeah. Uh, and they are... This is a great movie. The, the place is a dive, and the establishing scene of the movie occurs here. And it's, like, incredibly loud in there. Yeah. Like, when you when when you walk in, you're like, there's one of two things. Either you're there for the party, or you're like, get me the fuck out. Yeah. And depending on my mood, you're there for I'm one down for yeah. one of those two reasons. Yep. Yep. But this is a place where the altercation occurs, like, one of the... One of the so we mentioned this like sect of weird guys that are there celebrating something, singing hundred bells of beer on on the wall at like full volume. Um, but one of like the little shit kids from the, the campus like gets a a, a mouse in his beer or something, right? Isn't it? Well, the one guy brings in his pet mouse, uh, his pet rat or whatever the fuck, um, and then they use him as a you know kind of a practical joke on these douches that are. The and tipping point for them is the tipping point is like their friend comes in, their friend from this organization or whatever the hell it is comes in, and then they're like, "Let's start it over," and they're like, "No, no, no! <laughs> like now we got to get these fuckers." Yeah. And there's like almost a little altercation I feel, and then mm-hmm. they sort of like make up and like, "All right, it's well, good. that's what it is." The, I bought you around. The one friend yeah. who would be me on a bad day. Is like, that's it! I can't hit... Like, as soon as they say we're going to start the song over, he, like, lunges at them. And um, the guy is like, no, 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 bring it back, pull it back. And then, they're you know, they try to reconcile, and they're like, oh, let us buy you a uh, Steiner of beer. Um, And so they Steiner. buy this, this Steiner of beer. The guy makes a big portrayal about it. Like, thank you so much. Your next round is on us. What he doesn't know is they snuck this rat into the yeah. foamy top, um, and then he goes to take a sip, and the, the poor rat is trying to climb out of the glass, and 
All right, so this is our first stop, though, on our tour, okay? Yeah, no, we're, we've only had one drink. We're not even buzzed yet. What's the one drink you're going to have here? I'm having one of those Steiners of the biggest Dude, beer. I'm having reminds a Stein me of, that Hofbro house. Of, uh, of some sort of Hefeweizen, something clovey. Something, yeah, banana-ish. 4.8%, uh, and I'm, I'm looking to do that to like really establish things. I, I'm, I'm with you. We're going to do like a Hefeweizen or something. Absolutely. Something yep. Germany. All right. All right, so we just, we had one of those big, big steins. So we pounded it down. That's basically like drinking two and a half beers. So we're feeling good. We're just peeing a lot now. And it's like, all right, let's pee. And you know yeah. what? Let's jet out before we get a fucking mouse in our beer. Keep stopping and get beef jerky at places yeah. and take a pee. But our drive's not that far. Where are we heading next, man? You yeah, know, our drive is not far because we're going to... Oh, shit. We hit snow, though. Oh, it's snowy as shit. Ugh. And it is a picturesque city that we're in. What yes. is this town? Kingston Falls, Kingston Falls New, New York. York. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. What we're are those fucking creatures running around? We're heading to Dory's Tavern in Kingston Falls, New York. And if there's any ever any time of year that you should be at Dory's Tavern, it's right now. It's around yeah, there's Christmas. Christmas it's around lights hanging. There's rowdy fucking patrons playing cards and smoking cigars and just causing a goddamn ruckus. So this is the 1984 film Gremlins. Gremlins! Directed by Joe Dante. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who were about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift... (laughs) he ever got what is it this is my all-time like you and i always this bar i could say that this is probably probably the reason we're doing this episode is because we're always like ah this bar dude i i completely agree and i'd ride my snowmobile there oh dude so the the character i I have too many things to say all at the same time so Uh firstly let's talk about the, the decor of the bar the decoration, the feel, the vibe, the comfort, the insulation, the the color scheme in there, how dark it is, like the fact that the love interest, um, you know, this is Kate, where Kate works, right? Um, yes, my girl. Uh, everything about it, it's just it's perfect. But the thing I like the absolute most about it is. The film establishes character quality traits really, really quickly, right? So, like, Kate's clearly, um, like, a catch, and she's a very respectful, respectable uh, individual, right? Yeah, very good girl. Yeah. And, and you know, Billy, like, works his ass off, and he cares about his his, mm-hmm. his dog, and, like, he's a nice dude. Loves his family, loves his dad. Loves, loves his, his family, mom. loves his dad, and they're Puts so supportive. Puts up with stupid yeah. fucking inventions. and yeah. Dude. But... What I love about this bar is uh, the guy Billy works with, that, like, shit heel, who is like, that's why I'll be a VP by the time I'm 35. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's, like, going through his spiel. And when he says to Kate, uh, hey, we're talking cable. Like, you haven't seen my new apartment yet. She's like, I haven't seen your old one either. Uh, that line, first off, is amazing. But the fact that he 
looks out of place, feels out of place, and is out of place in that in that establishment is what makes me love it. Yeah. It's what I This just, isn't a New York City bar, you douche. Yeah. No, this is a, a mom and pop town, like you love this place, this is where everybody goes. And you like if they had a, a, a like a baked pretzel there, the dips would be amazing. Dude, I you're right, know. the beer cheese. It would be his fucking Get great me in beer there. cheese. Dory's beer cheese. That shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Judge Reinhold is the guy you're talking about. The uh, that's his name from Fast Times on Ridgemont High. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I love that his character is so offset by the physicality of this place because like the place demonstrates comfort. It demonstrates like everything he isn't. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. He's uncomfortable in there. He's trying to be his douchey self. Uh, nobody's having it, Kate included. Which, thank God, that's part of why you love Kate. You know, because that's she's not falling Kate. for yeah. his shittiness. And also, like you feel for Billy because everyone's dealt with a douche like that, and it's like, yeah, you feel insecure and inadequate because you have this guy with like his fucking flipped up collar coat and uh, bragging about the money he makes and drinking fucking martinis or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. So. The scene, though, I think that really resonates in this establishment occurs a little bit later, right? Yes, it does. It does. So Jamie and I are here. Well, I love the here. I love the old man. <laughs> you know, at one point, our buddy um, from the Burbs. I don't. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, but dude. the tra- the garbage man from the Burbs, and, and he's always complaining like Chinese he, like, rides Vietnam. a snowplow there. <laughs> complaining. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And at one point, Kate has to gently like. Okay, Mister. Usher yeah, him out the door, because, yeah, and he's like, you know, laughing and being drunk, and that's certainly me in like thirty years <laughs> or tomorrow. So <laughs> I, I, I just love that bar. No, this is us today because we just stopped there, oh, yeah, right. and we're talking to this yeah, guy. I forgot. How could I forget? So that's what, how drunk I am. What prompts us to leave this place, though? Those goddamn shithole creatures that just. But- they populate. Won't slow down. They don't slow down. So we're hanging. Playing music on the jukebox and swinging off the chandeliers. And as soon as Billy leaves, these these gremlins come in. Flashing people. <laughs> led, yeah, led by Stripe. <laughs> uh, led by Stripe. And they're playing cards. They're swinging from the ceiling fan. They're uh, wearing sunglasses. They're smoking. Uh, they're singing their faces off. But I like how we, we keep insinuating is smoking is it. Like it's unacceptable, but back in those days, smoking no, in bars was, was like totally it was yeah. just a thing. But these these little shits are causing a problem. Yeah, no, I dude, we gotta go clogging no. up the toilet. Oh, it's time but to that go. that whole scene and like her, it's, a, it's the best. Her exit from there with the camera, like it's it's so well, well executed. The one issue I have always had with this is like, why is she She's putting up with this? Yeah. Just fucking leave. It's like, sir, do you need another? Do you need another beer? It's <laughs> like, oh god, I'm in the middle of a rush. And they're no, like you're throwing not. Popcorn you can at just her. Get the <laughs> fuck out of there. Yes, but that's why Kate is such a good soul. You know, the tips had to be awful, right? Oh, they they were <laughs> probably, and I feel like a gremlin. Like if it if it pooped, it would be like a a newborn baby. You know, like tar. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they were slinging around. But what are you going to drink here? What what have you been sipping on all experience? I feel like here I'm drinking like a Miller High Life. Do <laughs> yeah? I was thinking either that or there's like a brewery in this perfect town because the town's so perfect. And it's like 
oh, you haven't had the Snow Alps Ale yet? Brewed in... <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's yeah. uh, the Kingston Falls The Town Snow Square Alps Porter? Ale. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, it would be a local brew that you want to support and everyone drinks it and it's probably great. All right, so we're going to stay in the in the uh, tri-state area, okay? Gremlins came. We're staying in New York? Tri-state. So we're not tri-state. staying in New York. Yeah. Okay. We're jumping in our numbers. van. Still. Jumping in our van, all right? And we're going to we're going to head toward my my father's birthplace, okay? Not this exact location, but this state. Okay. Uh, my dad was not born in Crystal Lake, New Jersey. But we're going to Jersey. And there's an asterisk to this because it's actually the filming was in, I think, uh, uh, New New Preston, Connecticut, Connecticut, I believe it was. Yep. Yeah. So Friday 13th, part two, we're going to the Casino Bar in Crystal Lake, New Jersey. <laughs> On a June night in 1980, Friday the 13th, 12 of her friends were murdered. Why should Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different? Friday the 13th, part two. All right, so this is like the fifth time we've probably brought this film up on this podcast. Yeah, we almost didn't want to include it, but like, <clears throat> you can't. It, like, we're you lying can't. to ourselves if we say we don't want to go to this bar. We actually, and you're lying to yourself if you say you don't want to go to this bar. The movie we had in this place was actually It in Derry, Maine. And we were going to go to the Chinese restaurant and talk about yeah. how fun it looked there. Uh, great that scene is in It with all the characters there, but. Um, we, 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 we killed it off. We put this one in just because this is, uh, A, of a favorite film of ours, but B, the establishment itself, is it's certainly worth talking about. So, Yeah, it's one of those. So 1981, directed by Steve Miner, uh, Amy Steele, John Fury. Uh, all we need to say is, like, I'll hang out there all night with Ted. That's it. I'll look for the even later night bar. As he is, where do we go from here? I don't really think you need to go anywhere from there. You just stay there. So drink all night. This film of all of them, the town and the setting, I think is my favorite. So like when the establishing shots when they're coming into town and they go to the phone booth and oh, yeah. the tow truck, like that whole town that they're going through. When I look at that, I'm like, uh, give me give me a ranch. I'll go buy it tonight. And I'll live there forever, right? Yeah, a little studio apartment. So I would say that the atmosphere and environment just in general in this film is very just comforting and warm as a person that has loved this film for forever, right? But the the casino bar is what we're here to talk about. So this is a... I think in real... I, I don't know what it is in real life, but it looks it looks like a... It looks like an old 
It's like a two-story. It looks like a home almost. This actually, it actually was just a bar. It was a casino bar in real life. Oh, perfect. So, Tra- tragically, it burnt down. Oh, really? Yeah, a few years after filming, it burnt down. Now it's just an empty lot. Oh my! But it God. was an actual, just like it. It was what it is in the movie. I fucking hate what you just told me. I know. But, but inside the place, like it's lively, it's packed. Um, I think. Of like what... I don't know where these people come from, because it's in the middle of the goddamn woods. This is any person like under thirty six is here. Yeah, and, it... and then any person over like sixty five probably, <laughs> like a corner booth. And it's like these goddamn kids. Anything in between, you're at home. Oh yeah, certainly you're in your cabin. Uh, but the bartender is flirty. Um, she's fun. She's doing her job. Yeah, she's doing her job. Yeah. Talking about the 4 a.m. Uh, I love it in here. A- anywhere else we can go. But I-, I think of all the places, like this is the one that's probably the most populated that we we would be attracted to. Because typically I think you and I are going to shy away and be like, where can we not, not be around as many people? Yeah, but not in this place. Because like what people don't know, what we neglected to tell them is we're actually camping as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this yeah. little lake up the way. Um, heard some bad things about the. It got some bad Yelp reviews. But we chose to stay there anyway. It was something about murders and it's just you don't get your gruesome killings it's fine yeah Yeah. it works out we don't we don't care it's cheap stay in there find this place up the road here we are we're in our uh habitat now because we're we're already let's be honest like we're already buzzing a little bit when we go into this place but what are you gonna drink here you know what i don't know what are you gonna drink here I, i made some sort of joke earlier like the Voorhees uh vermouth martini but i'm not drinking a martini in this goddamn place no, no, no. you're doing something stupid like you're gonna... taking shots or something in this place. i was just gonna say you're like the do you have old granddad the last thing okay so if i drink liquor mm-hmm. typically it's like bourbon mm-hmm. so same and i don't do shots at this point in my life i'm a 33 year old dad yeah but on occasion like you do a shot, I guess. So, if the thing I were about here, us though is when we do do shots, we do like twelve. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like none or just all of them, or all of yeah. all of the shots. <laughs> just leave the bottle, bud. For sure. But here, I feel like you and I would bully each other or talk each other into doing like, no doubt, a boiler maker. Something so you're doing dumb. Like, we're we're doing a boiler maker here, though. That's what we're gonna do. That's a great fucking choice. So we're gonna we're gonna do our boiler maker. We're gonna head. Back to the campsite. We're going to camp out for a night. We're going to survive. And then we're going to load up the car in the morning, sober up to head to our next leg of the bender. Yeah. I heard the cabin next to us, though, had a rough night. We heard it all night. Yeah. Lots of screaming. All right. <laughs> I don't... Like, what we didn't help. We just went slept. No, the Boilermaker was just... Just kept us... Hey, John, shut that window. Too much noise going on in the other... Someone keeps complaining next door. <laughs> saying help. <clears throat> Alright, so heard somebody rolling down the steps. Are we heading south? Bunk, 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 bunk. What? Are we heading are we, south? We are. The home of the uh Norcross Blue Devils. Ooh. We're going to Norcross, Georgia. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, so speaking of kids, uh as horror dads. Yeah. We've been watching so much Scooby-Doo here, and um, there is a character on one iteration of Scooby called Scooby-D, who's like this cousin, <laughs> what? and she's this like 
vixen cousin of Scooby's who has this southern accent. She's like the girl next door. And Finley has been walking around because she's so excited we're getting a dog. She's been pretending to be a dog. And I heard her the other day doing this like impeccable southern accent. Like smooth molasses. I heard her like talking to, uh, to Luna. She was like, oh no, babe. You can't do that. And I was like, <laughs> Finley, what are you doing? Dude. She's like, I'm Scooby D. Yeah. So. I was here, uh, whatever day this is, I was here like four days ago. Yeah. And uh, because my son came over to play with Finley, and <clears throat> I noticed she was doing the Southern accent. I was like, what's happening? And, it's and you were good. like, you were like, no, it's uh, Scooby D. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck is Scooby D? But it, it's amazing. You're right. Yeah. She was killing it. Yeah. Better accent than I would do. Oh, let's hear it. You know what's funny though? Don't fuck with me because that's the one, one of my two best do. accents is the southern. Yeah. All right, so we're going to Norcross, Georgia, though. To a little place. It's fucking hot here, dude. And so <laughs> muggy. And we're you know we've we've Bunch had some of yellow clothes, people. Like, it's been fucking like we've been up in the Alps. Now we're shedding clothes. We're heading you know. Heading down south. <laughs> the Alps were in Switzerland. What the fuck? No, I mean in uh at, at uh, Dory's place, you know, because it was so cold. <laughs> oh there. yeah, yeah. So we're but we're heading down to uh, <laughs> Jack's Tavern in Norcross, Georgia, and a film. Got in a small accident on our way down. Got in a, a small fender accident. bender with yeah. some rednecks. <laughs> Actually, the... this bar is not one we went to on purpose. We just kind of no, we, got we thirsty. arrived here. We just kind of no, we were hungry. And I've got a lot to say about that. But, okay, so we're at <laughs> because 1984's Mutant. You ain't taking anything out of here. That'd be stealing from Mother Nature. We're <laughs> back in. never go to this place <laughs> why why probably because of the confederate flags oh yeah adorning every wall we would be like uh cool this is great is there a sheets you have never seen this many confederate flags in one spot i actually probably have been to this bar back in the day when i worked at uh, the trucking company and i would go with some friends after work and you'd be, your eyes would be flickering from wall to wall, thinking like, why the fuck am I here? But that, also, that was pre-Confederate flag, like, ban. Yeah. Yeah. Pre- Back before, like, realizing. you really, like, looked at it with, like, wide eyes. It was just kind of like, oh, and, like, these guys love it. Dukes of Hazard. So do I. Yeah. So, we probably would not end up at this place, but in our travel, we're weary, okay? Mm. And we knew we were heading south. We need a bite, we need a drink. We need a bite, we need a drink. And actually, of all the places that we've selected, I picked this one mostly for the food. And they don't really talk about food there, but I... was going to say, what no, What fucking food are you talking about? They have fucking killer onion Chicken rings. Fingers. I could tell uh, from here, dude. Yeah. Like, the fried got, food is, is the way to go. Everybody in this town sucks. <clears throat> and yeah. let me just go ahead and say this. Okay, so this this movie was, was filmed in 1984. It was uh, directed by... Uh, uh, John Cardoz, and it's starring a guy named Wings. My boy Wings. 
Hauser. Oh, so you're saying to get the chicken wings is this some sort of stupid name? No, I said I said um, you did, but onion rings, not he, onion rings. Uh, onion wings. <laughs> <laughs> so just listen to the fucking names: Wings Hauser, Bo Hopkins, and Jody Medford. Okay. Yeah. So wings and Bo. Let's just talk about these guys. I love Wings Hauser. These two guys were in this fucking bar, and the the guy that directed this movie was scouting, mm-hmm. I guarantee, and was like, hey, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? Can you stay here and wear some real tight jeans and roll up your sleeves a bit? Because we need you for some scenes. I guarantee that's how this happened, because these guys... Get your John Deere caps out. Belong in this fucking town or rc cola it's the rc cola hat that he has <laughs> yeah. yeah this this uh this is a little underrated film though oh dude you and Underknown. i love this movie yeah yeah it's it's like a zombie film so these two brothers it's like zombie vampires it's really weird yeah they, they discover like the residents of this like southern town are infected by like this toxic waste which is causing them to be vampiric and zombified zombified yeah. like it's it's a little unknown I they guess. get into an accident so their car is fucked up so they can't like they just kind of walk into this town and they're stuck and like by they, they get into an accident house. like these shit heels uh find them and they're like oh city boys city boys yeah. and they run them off the road <laughs> yeah. underneath the bridge basically is what happens yeah it's like uh the beginning of christmas vacation yeah uh, honest <laughs> to god it's that yeah <laughs> It is basically that, but I can tell, so this place has your standard hard asses in it, like, everyone's a pain, they've got oh, the old God. Pepsi signs, like, it... Like, if you and I walked in this place, and these guys were in there, like, ugh. We'd instantly get killed. <laughs> yeah. Or hit it with a pole like, cue. A, a fight would not ensue, it would actually just be a murder, because Jamie and I would be like... Hey, no, fuck you. Get, and then yeah, no, exactly right. You'd be like, Jamie, uh, tone it down. <laughs> Pull Q through my neck. But it does have a, a charming support staff that makes you really want to come Why back. Why is the staff so like polite? So friendly, yeah. so polite. Uh, but this this is a this is a fun film. And the restaurant, actually, the bar we're referring to, Jack Stavern, it plays a pretty critical, like, uh, oh yeah, towards location the end, yeah. in this in the film. So yep. like, and it's a pretty constant in it. Uh, so th- this is a fun one. Like, oh, this movie is fucking great. 1984's Mutant. Yeah, and it's I think it's right now it's streaming. Like if you have Amazon and the IMDb like TV thing. Yeah, you don't. I don't even think you need to download that. I think it just kind of comes with the Amazon thing. Um, so it it has some commercials, but it doesn't matter. The fact that it's streaming right now is great. So you guys should uh, get on it if you haven't seen it. But yeah, the and the relationship between the two brothers is great. Oh, it's and, so good. Yeah, it. Uh, Wings Hauser really is something. <laughs> He's in a few episodes of uh, one of the best sitcoms ever uh, created. Roseanne. Roseanne, yes sir. I, I knew you were gonna. Yes say sir. It. And that's why I didn't know. But you should. What are you drinking here? Oh my god, dude! I'm drinking a Schlitz. I think this is a uh, like Jack Daniels Jim Beam place for me. Oh, you're going liquor? Okay, yeah. I'll drive. I'll drive to the next stop. Because like I understand that the last one we did like bourbon, right? Maybe this old, is old like Granddad. Old Granddad's a bourbon, yeah. 
This is like shitty. The shittiest. Like not even maybe Jack Daniels. Maybe something shittier than that. Like fucking Evan Williams. All right. So. All right, Evan Williams. It is. And I'll drink Schlitz, and then I'll drive us to our next stop. Mm. Because it's a little bit of a drive. You got that Schlitz breath going. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But I also had some really good onion rings. Phil, you got a good, like, base set in your stomach, yeah. Just some indigestion while we drive. So you're nodding yeah. off in the car uh-huh. as we head to our next destination. So, we are heading to North Carolina. Oh, to the beach. We're going to the beach, man. Yeah. We're, We're going on a fall break. <laughs> same year, actually. So we're staying in the same year. We're going on a fall break to Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, to an unnamed location. Or did you find a name for this place? Yeah, what I found was Atlantic Beach. Is that right? Atlantic Beach? What about yeah, the actual location? Atlantic Beach, that's a, the actual location. But the, Atlantic, the bar? Oh, I think Harold's Restaurant, which is now called Island Grill. Oh. Like, this place actually still exists. It looks if like it's it the would. right place, yeah. Yeah, dude. So, this is a movie called The Mutilator. Slash Fall Break. Slash Fall Break, 1984, directed by Buddy Cooper and John Douglas. What do you say? Four days of R&R at the beach. I'm in. She's in. I'm in. I got a bad feeling about this. They thought their vacation would be fun. They were wrong. So we have talked about this movie on the podcast before. This was a late life... uh, I mean, dude, we could do like a Mutilator podcast. We won't. (laughs) We shouldn't, but we could. This, This is an underrated slasher, for sure. And it's fun... And it's the standard, I guess, like, the the synopsis is this, like, young kid kills his mom. Oh, God, that heartbreaking Uh, scene at the beginning. And later, he finds himself being hunted by his dad. And he's (laughs) with all his friends. (laughs) His dad, for some reason, waited until the kid was in college. So, like, he killed his mom on accident, polishing his dad's gun for his birthday. He made his dad's birthday. His dad a sign that was, like... I cleaned him for you, Dad. I love you. Killed his mom on accident. His dad comes home, gets real pissed. It's not funny, but... Beats up the kid and then goes and instantly pours a Jack goddamn Daniels. Drinks the Jack Daniels, puts the sign on his dead wife, and then pours Jack Daniels in Mm. his dead wife's mouth as she's laying on the ground. So clearly, he is going to resurface later in this film. I'll be honest with you. If this kid didn't accidentally kill his mom... His dad was going to kill him at some point in life anyway, because clearly he's fucking nuts. So we'll just get that out of the way. Dude. that No, the dad is just like, there's something fucked. Yeah. But let's talk about the bar, okay? The tavern. So we set a long drive coming in from Norcrass, Georgia. <laughs> Home of the Blue Devils. So we just came in from Georgia, we arrived in North Carolina, and we are at the pub here where it feels like 
for any of those listeners that are in college currently or have graduated college or have been to college at any point in time, you have this sensation that overcomes you when you wrap a semester up. And oh, dude, there's no there's no feeling like it. It is a level of elation like, you know, Jamie, you know, we it's a little different, I guess, when you're working and going to school. But there are just moments in time where you find these little pockets when you have this like alleviation of like, all right, I've got a little less responsibility for a moment in time. Yeah. And it allows you to cut loose. And the kids in this film are all at this location basically like celebrating this idea of hey we're done for a minute and it actually for a movie that's incredibly unrealistic and basically detached from reality like this part of the film i think is the most honest and realistic part where yeah it's you're like, right yeah I so what are we gonna do this. let's all go together as a group and yeah and they figure out their plan for fun. full break and and then one of your friends is like well my dad wants me to go to this beautiful beach house and clean it up and do some chores and then your one friend has his shirt tucked in for some fucking reason do that awkward. <laughs> and he talks real loud and thinks he's funnier than the rest of you that get that guy out of my group I don't want him in my group. Um, but the rest of the, like, I like how they all do that awkward, like, eye thing. Like, mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. thinking what I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. Thinking what I'm th- Yeah. So, it works out. But uh, this place, though, like, the wood paneling, the the big, like, double door fridge back behind the bar. It's this, like, big white fridge. And this is yeah. a, a time before cell phones where he actually, like, gets a call on a rotary dial phone in the bar and they're like hey is there a blah 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 here you know what i mean it's that like shtick also how the dead no whatever you don't want to overthink this movie too much Uh, he was probably sitting outside sharpening his goddamn weapons that could be true yeah Yeah. uh but yeah this is a this is a fun one uh and the bar itself is really fun this bar could also be at camp crystal lake yeah it could it's very it's like it's not even divey it's just kind of like is this a bar yeah, this this place probably has like really mediocre black bean burgers. I'd say the only black beans they have <laughs> are in a can <laughs> that expired five years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right. So, what are you drinking here? What are they drinking? I can't remember. They're drinking Budweiser. I'm drinking like, with... It's, it's Budweiser. That's what I'm like, drinking. Literally Budweiser everywhere. I'm drinking There's the Budweiser. Budweiser signs. Like, he has a big Budweiser. They may not sell anything else. I want a different direction on this. Okay. So, you know when you're in college and you're like, you don't know dick about anything. And you're like, oh. But you think you do. I'll drink a... a in the same night, I'll have a Long Island iced tea. I'll have no a shot of Patron and a oh my god, and a summer shandy. And before you know it, you're like, well, no wonder I got poisoned because yeah, what you've just mentioned is bullshit. the worst fucking thing I've heard. So Ugh. I'm thinking I'm here with my friends on fall break and I'm gonna do something stupid and get something fruity. Like oh, that. you're doing that. You do you do yeah. do that. Like oh, I'll get a no strawberry guys, daiquiri. it's fall break. Yeah yeah yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up here. I get it now, yeah. I'm gonna trip up and I'm. You're gonna, gonna get, get the pina colada at this fucking yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get something I regret. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's what I'm doing here. And then you're like, hey, could I just drink your Budweiser? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So that's what's happening. I don't happening. know why I ordered this pina colada. Yeah. It doesn't have an umbrella. All right, we got a long drive ahead of us. We're going all, we're, are we going all the way to Dallas, Texas? We're heading to Dallas. All right, so we're going to Irving, Texas. Which is right outside of Dallas. It is, yeah. And we're going to stop. You know, I'm a veteran. You're not. I'm not. You can ride along with me. We're going to stop at the local Irving VF. W. Oh, Lord. Oh, there you go. You've been at this, haven't you? I have? Uh-huh. To us. Still here. Still here. You know where you are, kid? In the uh, VFW post. How about we close the bar down early tonight? What do you got going on? The best birthday that Freddie ever got. Q&A time, kid. You see, the problem is that me and my old friends are probably gonna die tonight unless you help us out to understand what's happening here. You steal this? Foz killed my sister, all right? This, though, it's all he's got his whole life. V-F-W. What is that? Veterans of Foreign Wars. So, I've not seen this film, full disclosure. Uh, yeah? This is only one on this list I've not seen. Which but is weird. But you and I have... Oh, I don't know if you were there. Have you ever been into a VFW? I, do, I don't know. Which is I, funny I'm going to say no. Because you're a veteran and I'm not. But I have been into one in Chicago. They open the VFW on the north side up to the public. Okay. And this speak, speaking of... a. Uh, uh, plot point from earlier you were talking about how you can't smoke in bars yeah this establishment this vfw in chicago was this huge like uh destination because they within their rights of governing had eligibility for you to still be able to smoke in a bar oh even after chicago banned it from being so so i'm not sure the logistics of how or why but we're going to VFW though, so tell me about this place since I've not. Yeah, I've, so here's the thing: is on I've the ride along here, so I have never gone to a VFW. I don't think simply because I envision them to be like the what patronage this in this bar, <laughs> which is a bunch of older dudes, old timers, uh, discussing the glory days of their wars. You know, the Vietnam's, the whatever. I can't remember what time frame this movie is. I think it's current current day. But, dude, I can't believe you haven't seen this because this movie is the most recent throwback that I've seen to, like, a John Carpenter film. Oh, really? Um, yeah. No, certainly. Like, the city is in disarray. It's just, like, super violent. Um, it almost reminds you of something where, like, Escape from New York. Also, it has, like, um, a po post-apocalyptic sort of vibe, too. Correct. Yep. Um, there's, like, this drug going around uh, that, like, just fucks everybody up. You know, the people that use it. Um, there's like these really bad guys. The bad guys almost kind of remind me of the bad guys from uh, Night of the Comet in the mall. Those dudes. With those greasy dudes that we were talking about. They kinda, yeah, no, they kind of would remind you of that. Uh, but this one girl, her sister dies from these dudes. And so she steals all their drugs. And she escapes and runs to the VFW where these dudes are. And they're just, you know, they're going over their war stories and shit. And then in comes this girl. 
and uh, they don't really know what's going on. They don't know why she's being followed by these dudes. And it is, it's so like, it'll almost remind you, I, in my research, I came across somebody who said it's reminiscent of um, Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, God damn. And then it also has a little bit of like Night of the Living Dead, where it's like that you're trapped inside. Oh, sure. And it's um, and like all you the, against you. Yeah. All the bad guys are on the outside, and like you're not really sure what's going on. Sure. Uh, but you're just kind of fucking killing anything that comes in. And they use anything as weapons. Pull cues. Uh, you know, there's like antlers on the wall that they at one point are using <laughs> to kill. And it is just like, it's a blast. Um, it's not the most realistic thing you've ever seen, but it's like you just need to, at this point, just say like, okay, I'm watching a, you know, a Carpenter film from the 80s. And I'm just going to have fun with this. And that's what it is. It's fucking fun, man. It's on Shutter right now. Uh, but this is a bar that we would for sure go to. And we would listen to these dudes tell their stories. And we would laugh. And we would drink with them. Uh, you know, they none of them pay for their fucking tab. They all, like, have a... They're running a they're Yeah, running they're a all bill. running yeah. a credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is so fucking funny. Uh, there's a young kid that comes in. He just flew in back from overseas and he just comes in and just kind of is all of a sudden one of them like they all talk shit on each other they poke fun and make jokes and i think at first he's a little uptight and then he just like kind of realizes the vibe in the place and is like okay i'll go along with this they buy his drink and then they're all fighting side by side by the end and dude you you really should visit this one um as a huge carpenter fan i think you'll dig it so what are you gonna drink here i'm drinking whatever they're buying these guys was, love to just, these guys love to offer yeah. drinks and whatever they buy me, I'm drinking. We are gonna go uh, west coast now. So we hit east coast. We didn't do anything really in the Midwest, which is strange. However, uh, it's the way the cookie crumbles, man. So we're going to another uh, fictitious place that is actually Canada, but for the purpose of this conversation, we are going to Valentine Bluff, California. Oh. To a place uh, which is actually, I think, called the Marinelli Bar on the Atlantic on in uh, Nova Scotia, up Correct. in uh, yes. Canada. Yes. Uh, but th- this is uh, in My Bloody Valentine, 1981, directed by George Mahalka, starring Paul Kelman, Laurie Hallier, and Neil Affleck. It's a bad time, this time of year. How many times is he going to tell this story? Don't let him tell it. I love fairy tales. This ain't no fairy tale, little girl. If you don't take it seriously, you're a fool! (laughs) The first Valentine's dance in 20 years has to be something special. Look, Landers, you've got to get a lot of exercise if you're going to grapple with Gretchen. I love George. Every time I put on the uh, uncut <laughs> version of My Bloody Valentine, he does that little intro. I watch it every time. I turn it it's on today to, to watch uh, just that scene. And my wife was like, why are you watching this beginning? And to like, be honest because with I you, love it. I love that he's he's like overjoyed that the way he wanted his film to be presented is finally being presented. I love that. And to be fair, like if I'm letting anyone in the van to come with us to the next stop. It's him. Get it's in, him buddy. and Wingshauser. Come on in. 
I, I don't know. Wings would be really fucking annoying. And he'd probably No, burp, he would like, not be annoying. No, he, he would, would definitely burp. Definitely burp. And he'd be like, <laughs> definitely burp. Come on, dude. <laughs> Taking off his boots small, and it's like, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wings, All right, wings, you're out. Yeah, wings, you're out. <laughs> All right, so this is a really well-known Canadian horror film. It's a great one. Um, I found this one later in life. And to be fair, like, when you submitted this as part of the discussion, I was like, are you sure you don't want to do the remake from 2009? Yeah. Because Tom Atkins is in that. like, Right. And they also have a great bar scene there, and it's a great bar. Um, so we'd be remiss not to mention that one. Uh, but well, We easily could have used either. Yeah. So I think... Uh, and I, I look at the My Bloody Valentine original and remake the same way I do... The Town That Dreaded Sundown original and remake, like I feel like both those films really owned their place and they owned it well, and I really enjoy both of them as much as the the other. So yeah. like, I I, I love uh, the original My Bloody Valentine from nineteen eighty one and the remake. So let's talk about the bar, man. So this bar, you know, with the neon signs and the bartender that won't shut the fuck up. Telling scary stories. Dude, this is working. <laughs> you know what it actually this reminds is, me of? This is working class. Uh, in um, fuck, uh, the wire. Yeah. The season when they're they're on the docks. On the docks, and they go to that every morning. Yes. <laughs> Before yeah, work, they go. <laughs> yeah. It really reminds me of that place. It it very much is one of those places. It's a working class uh, fucking place. These guys are all miners. Yeah. I, I feel I'm I know, I'm not saying this is a downgrade, but. I've done these working class jobs that you have not before. Oh, great, Jamie. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying I'm a harder worker than you. I'm just saying that I, I work really I used to work really hard. Hang on, I'm gonna eat some custard with my silver spoon. <laughs> you know, like your color is white, mine's blue. It is what it is, man. Um But yeah, no, this place is a place where you go after work, the hard fucking shitty work. You're just like you still have dirt under your fingernails, yeah. and you're peeling back your label of your Budweiser. So that's no, what that I'll just be they're honest. They're drinking uh, Moosehead here. Oh, it's Moosehead. Yeah, because it, there's Canada. a huge like Moosehead sign back behind the bar, and they're they're actually you're right. The neon sign is it. Moosehead. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we're drinking here. And that's a very I'm just gonna Canadian cut you beer. off, and that's what we're drinking there. But that guy with the like the cap and the pipe <laughs> and beard. Mm-hmm. He looks like the dude from the beginning of the fog. And he's sitting there at the table like... That guy also get in the van. Come on, bud. So in this scene, they're they're like pissed because the Valentine's Day party dance thing they had planned is canceled. Uh, so they're like kind of planning their own side thing. And the bartender is like, well, it's a bad idea. And I'll tell you why. And he like, you know, won't <laughs> shut the hell up. Um, and like... I don't know. I like I can see myself as a part of this crew and a part of like, you know, just like their friends and their co-workers and uh, it just seems like such a fun group of people and a fun group of like patrons. Like this yeah. bar just seems like such a good time to me. Yeah, I completely agree. And the environment there too, like it's just like it's a very relatable and honest and obvious place and it just feels like it's a place you've already been a hundred times. and yeah, yeah, when it's your local place, like, you know, we have, we have, we had our local places back when we could go local places. And when you lived by me before you went all white collar and moved to Canfield, 
Before I stopped um, uh, working in the mines. When we both, yeah, when we both lived in Youngstown and were miners, <laughs> steel workers, uh, which we never were. Uh, but it would last like three hours to be like, oh, <laughs> fuck it. But Youngstown has a lot of these like yeah, old for sure. like bars that steel workers would go to. And you and I used to hit up some of those. Those were some of our very favorite spots. Actually, you know? our, our, our friend, uh, the dude that ran for office, he, he helped kind of pioneer opening a place called the whistle and keg and like the whistle that they used to blow at the end of the work day in the mills they actually have that physical whistle that they took and they implanted at this bar downtown youngstown and they like if if it's your birthday or whatever the hell they'll they blow let it you for come you. in yeah. yeah yeah but my point here is that we've been to places like this and there's just no substitute for a place like that and that's like your home when like all you do is shitty fucking work and this is your home away from home and so get me there the town vibe in this place too like the union hall and all that like that I, union I dig hall? It. yeah i almost wanted to use that for this yeah but this isn't a fucking hall episode well we'll do our top two union halls next time it'll be this and maybe another one if we can which find halls it. would you love to have a graduation party at <laughs> Yeah, we'll do that in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is a good one. And I think we're both drinking Moosehead. Uh, this is like a shot, no doubt. shot in a beer bar. So we'll have a Moosehead and a you know, a Jameson or the something. The thing is, is that you and I actually are, like, we like what we like, but also we're very no, much... We can be swayed if, if, if we're in a, well, yeah, dude. If we go to a place that we're unfamiliar with, we're like, what is the, the what local... Do you drink here? What is the thing? Yeah. What's this guy over here with the RC Cola cap drinking? Because I'll take that as well. We are going to, I don't know what direction we're going to drive because we are in a fic, fictitious town and we're going to another fictitious town, but uh, we're going to a place that we've talked about a million times and we'll talk about a million more times. Yeah. And we are only going there if Dr. Chalice is working. Our only way we're going. And chances are, if we go there, he'll be I don't there. want him working. I want him or off no. duty at the bar. Yeah. That's what I mean. If he's there. So if Dr. Chalice is present, we will arrive at the Buccaneer in Lolita, California in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, you happen to know anything about this Cochran? So, if you remember the episode we did with Darren Callahan, he said that he's actually been to the Buccaneer. Yeah, and he said it was yeah. great. And I've so I've looked up when I was looking up pictures of this place. I was looking up like uh, I saw current pictures of it was packed in there, and I don't want to go in there. I only want to go no. in there with Doctor Chalice, that same guy tending fresh, bar, hot off a day of work. Watching a guy fucking blow himself up in a car. Robot yeah. parts everywhere. Not sure what the hell also, is going on. I think on. it's the morning that he's in there. It, it is absolutely the morning. He and just got like off duty. I mean, that's fine. His morning is your night. Yeah, it's, he's a doctor. Shift work, man. So, the whole... Okay, A, the atmosphere in there is fantastic. It's great. It's unreal in there. That is our type of fucking place. One hundred percent our type of place. And anyway, we want Doctor Chalice in this place. The atmosphere here is fucking great. Uh, 
he the lighting is perfect his relationship with the bartender is great the bartender is also great and the moment where he's watching tv and yeah there's the halloween it. trailer oh, come on, on. It, don't you don't you have any halloween spirit he <laughs> says or whatever yeah. uh absolutely love that and this is where he meets ellie which is a it's actually the Uh-oh. so the, the atmosphere plays a critical role to kind of advance the plot which is yep. cool um and we we just love this movie we love this space we love this place in in reviewing the uh special footage on the scream factory version of halloween 3 uh they were talking about how like the iteration that's depicted in the film versus now like they blew out that wall it's now a big window so there's a lot more light in there which doesn't make me totally happy Uh, no i like i said I'm, i'm not going to this place now I want it to be a little darker, yeah. a little less people, a little more Dr. Chalice, but the picture, I guess, that's behind him in in uh, in the frame, it's still in place. It's, like, still back there. I, I saw that painting. as well. Yeah. They still have, well, there's several pictures back there that are still there. They kept them in place. That's awesome. Yeah. So, it's cool, but this this is one of our favorite films of all time. and 100%. And I'm getting drunk in that bar. You're driving again. Either that or we're sleeping in the bar. But no. So what are you gonna drink here? Because I'm I'm gonna drink like Crown Royal or like Johnny Walker Blue or so. Like I'm I'm gonna. So he's drinking like, he's drinking just like single shots. It looks like maybe doubles with some ice in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do a scotch. Yeah. All right. I know we're getting weary on our trip here, but we got one more uh, leg of the trip, and we we can't go any further in the car here this van's about to break down we're gonna fucking get in a plane and we're gonna fly all the way to europe and we're only gonna go one place well not one place we've got two places left to go but we're gonna go to london okay our first stop though we're gonna go to a pub uh called nell of old drury at 29 catherine street in london england in a film called Frenzy from, I believe, 1972. I dare say you are wondering why I am floating around London like this. I am on the famous Thames River investigating a murder. Rivers can be very sinister places. And in my new film, Frenzy, this river, you may say, was the scene of a very horrible murder. Another necktie murder. Of course, one can never be sure where danger lurks. They tell me a dreadful crime was committed right in this building. So this was directed by Alfred Hitchcock. This is one of, uh, I think his last two, I think Family Plot was his last film. I think this was the second to last that he did. Uh, But this one was really, um, you know, racy and uh, sexually charged and contentious and it caused it stirred up a lot of shit and i think he made a bunch of films in the states and he kind of like came back to making films in england toward the end of his career uh so there was just like a lot of buzz around this and this is a jamie i don't think you've actually seen this one have you not no you haven't i watched some clips but never seen the movie in full so this was one of hitchcock's later films as i mentioned but it's really it's about a, a serial murderer who's um uh, his calling card is he's strangling women with neckties. Uh, and there's like, a, in a very Hitchcock way, there's like someone that 
is the red herring that you think it is, but it actually isn't. Uh, so it's a. Uh, Does the killer have a name like the Necktie Killer? They call him the Necktie. The necktie oh, killer. there you go. Yeah. This pub. Uh, so through doing through doing this research, Jamie and I found that there were a couple pubs that were referenced. Uh, one was what the Globe, mm-hmm. and the other being. Nell of Old Drury, which I, I had mentioned. So I'm not sure if there's a, a distinction between those two or if both were actually involved. But Well, it seems like the most prominent scenes uh, were in the Nell. Yeah. And from what I found <clears throat> with the Nell is that it's definitely a real place and yeah, still, still... still exists. Still functioning. But the, the Theatre Royal, which is like the theater, I guess, in London, uh, has an underground tunnel that actually funnels directly to this pub so it's linked to the arts for sure i saw that as well that, that would be one of those things where i say to you like yeah hey, i'm gonna go uh take a pee real quick and then next thing you know i'm watching theater because i <laughs> took a wrong turn yep uh after after a long day of travel because we're still on this like days two week bender here that we're <laughs> going on uh yeah i'd find you down there but this appears to be, you know, from our interpretation of what it is, uh, you know, the traditional like European style pub, like wood grain absolutely everywhere, glasses hanging from the bar. It's totally packed and populated all the time. Like every surface of every wall has an item on it, whether it be a poster or a photo or a painting or something. And uh, the the movie really it. It, it ta- a lot of this film takes place here uh, in this pub, so it definitely serves a purpose. Um, but the idea of just like insulation and claustrophobia, and just like the the weight of the things around you, are definitely an element of this film, and I think an element of what Jamie, you and I like about bars in general, like the Grafton we were talking about in Chicago near where we used to live. Um, yeah. The Grafton pub was very similar, I think to what this place is. And again, you just felt insulated all the time. And like, it's a great place to go in the winter, uh, because every time it'd be snowing, there'd be like a fire on in the back. And it's just like comforting. And I feel like, uh, when I went to the Grafton, I felt a little too insulated and I would fall asleep by that fireplace every time. (laughs) yeah well that would happen there too uh but a lot of this film introduces elements of that just like the the walk up to the apartment and um like the the insulation of 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 the apartments too and just like the the elements of like claustrophobia and yeah and and, in london much like new york i think has just that's just like the environment and you feel that there um but it's weird, like movies like Rosemary's Baby take an environment like New York and they make it feel large. Uh, whereas this like owns the idea of consolidating things and keep things tight and um, claustrophobic. So hmm. uh, definitely an element of that. Here. I have to say that I watched a couple scenes from this movie. Like um, I was looking, I was trying to find this bar scene, which I couldn't find. But I saw like the opening shot of London, which was like amazing. That establishing shot is actually the establishing shot, and it comes in on that woman floating, um, yeah, and the the crowd standing around. Oh, dude! Like the mayor speaking. I don't know what they call the the mayor in in London. (laughs) 
Um, anyways. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Uh, it's amazing. And then I saw the other scene, like the backwards down the steps scene, like leaving the scene kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Hitchcock. Yeah, he just, uh, it's unbelievable. It sucks all the stuff that are, you know, is attached yeah. and associated yeah. with it. But, but this is a great one. But here, I'm going to drink something like a Carlsberg or a Stottens or a Gannett. Like, uh, I'm drinking like a Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah, so, yeah, something very homey and warm and um, from the area. So, yep, I'm with you. We're going to go to a moral, more... We are going to go to a more rural setting. To a end. moral? We're going to head to at, a... At this stage in our trip, there's nothing moral about it. No. But we're going we're gonna to head to a rural setting to end out our experience here, man. Yeah. This is the last stop. Our wives are going to have to come pick us up in a <laughs> helicopter. They have a fucking trek to get out of here. You're going to find me sleeping with a sheep. <laughs> so where where are we ending uh ending our all right so we're ending in crawl. surrey london um which is the setting for a movie called american werewolf in london did you hear that what was it a coyote there aren't any coyotes in england <laughs> What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. Must have been a very powerful man. Jack and I were not attacked by a man. It's an animal. A wolf. Did he say a wolf? Yes, I believe he did. This film, 1981, directed by John Landis, uh... The scene that we're referring to takes place at the slaughtered lamb. Uh, and I guess the exterior is actually a cottage. Yeah, it was just like an empty cottage that they used. They kind of like fixed it up a little bit. and Yeah, so the exterior is, and it was in like Crickendern or something. Crick, that Crick, I don't know. Crickendern, it looks like it was called. And then the in, interior scenes were filmed at a place... That was actually called the Black Swan in Surrey. Yeah, it's a real place. Yep. Like the Pentagon, the Pentagram wall, um, that was just like a false wall they added, um, which is now a doorway entering the dining room because this is like a restaurant. Sure. You know, it's not yeah. just a pub as portrayed. It might have been at the time, but now it's like a full fucking deal. Which is funny because like if you watch the film, you could easily look at that as a person from a foreign country and just be like, Oh, is that normal? Is that is that a normal thing? Like I a mean, pentagram st- on the wall with? I still feel like that to this day. That's just a normal thing. <laughs> Any place you go in London, yes, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, a pentagram on the wall. Uh, but yeah, it's re- it's really cool though. The the interior is very, again. You you feel the discomfort of the environment simply because, like even. So these two kids walk in, right? And they're wearing these huge puffer jackets with these large backpacks. And the the puffer jackets are like these bright colors. And everything else in the pub, like even the people that are in there are wearing these like very earthy, like muted, natural colors. So they physically stand out because of that. And then 
from a social standpoint, they stand out because they're like, hi, what's good? You know, yeah, yeah. Like, this honestly is you and I going into this place. It, this it re- is, I mean, it really is. It, it truly is. And you and I have been to places like this in Chicago. We've mentioned already that we love dive bars. When you go to dive bars in Chicago. And you don't belong. It is unlike anything you've seen. And it it feels unlike anything that you felt when you have like seven or eight angry men looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, and that's when you and I would typically just go back to Half Acre. And the only thing you did wrong was walk in. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> like, you have no business here. So it's filled with craggy locals. Uh, the... It's like a secret. The, you can tell there's some sort of dark secret. Yeah, there's some sort of dark secret. It's it's actually like equivalent to I don't Annie. Know I'm doing a pirate voice. Sorry. Well, that's because you're overseas and you're trying to do an accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's equivalent, I think, to Annie walking into the the diner in Friday Thirteenth. You know, the beginning of Friday Thirteenth. Yes. And like the music, like they turn it down, and she's like, "Can someone give me the directions to Camp Crystal Lake?" Um. But the walls are like this macabre with candles and the, the pentagram. And, uh, you know, there's this is a place where you would go to play pool and darts until, you know, three o'clock in the morning and then wander back to your hostel or whatever. Mm. Uh, but but I feel like at this stop, I'm going to drink an Irish coffee uh, or something to, to keep me awake because I know my trip's coming to an end. So I'll do like a coffee with Bailey's and a little little Jameson or something in that it. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll actually have one of those right now. Um, but yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do here, man. That sounds good. I feel like I would go a different route and do like um, coffee with like uh, sheep's milk. <laughs> <laughs> but alas, our trip has ended. Here we are. And we're going to head home. And we're going to sleep it off. We're going to get up and we're going to do it again. There might be a part two of I'm this. I'm still sleeping with the sheep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on that note, if you guys have some bars that you think we missed, um, let us know. This is a fun one. We, we just thought we would step out of uh, step out of the realm a little bit. Um, we're going to head back to probably a, a more uh, comfortable, familiar on our next episode. Uh, we're going to be interviewing Joel Herrera, who's a fantastic graphic artist. Yeah. Um, it's just got amazing stuff and, uh, we're going to be interviewing him and we've got a great episode, uh, topic selected and we're going to cover it with him and we can't wait to do that. And, but if you listen to the show, you know that we love to do these, uh, little bit sidetrack, like yeah, horror themed, uh, episodes. If you have an idea, let us know. Yeah. We'd love to hear that. I wanted to give a quick shout out if you've made it this far. Uh, there's probably like a couple of people that are drunk at this point. Like, what am I still doing here? That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm at the um, slaughtered lamb yeah, still. Yeah. This sheep so, so cozy. Um, but I wanted to give a shout out to a couple podcasts. Uh, the We Love Horror podcast, which is a guy named Michael. Great dude. Uh, great podcast. And then uh, the Terror Twins. Those fucking guys. They're yeah. fun, hilarious. Yeah, honestly. Great content. Uh, I think their names are, what are their names? Dalton and, uh, Dalton and Travis. Yeah. Great dudes, great podcast. Happy New Year. Thanks for hanging with us and looking forward to doing this like 23 more times this year.